more service delivery and less politics. And they had contested the elections and uh, received 33 seats in 2016. And they're the fourth largest party in Bokonebo Pirima, also joined by the Makana Citizens Front, which says it wants local government to be depoliticized with councillors being made accountable to their constituents and not to their parties. I'm joined by Mbahare Kekana from the Forum for Service Delivery and uh, by Ayanda Kota from the Makana Citizens uh, Front. Gentlemen, uh, good evening to the pair of you and welcome to Metro FM Talk. Good evening, uh, good evening, uh, good evening to my brother that side. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, Bob Kekana, let me start off with you. And uh, you, in 2016, contested elections in uh, Bokonebo Pirima, uh, winning 33 seats across uh, the municipalities uh, in uh, that uh, province. Share with us just briefly some of your own experience as a group that had come in, uh, you know, uh, that uh, I guess might have been unknown to the electorate uh, in prior local government elections prior to 2016. What have your experiences been in the last five years? And uh, more importantly, how has that informed the program with which you're contesting these elections? Oh, okay, thank you, sir. Uh, the experience that we have learned is that uh, we need to use the internal instruments to hold a, a government to account. There's a lot of instruments that we can use and that has, has never been used before. For example, in the Northwest, we are the first organization to remove around seven mayors that were lazy, that were corrupt, and we used a motion of no confidence as an internal instrument mm. to hold the executive to account. We have ensured that uh, municipal managers, those who are not uh, qualified, we have put also motions. Some of them, we took them to court, and they've resigned. Furthermore, we ensure that there's an awareness to the community, because community, they don't know. I mean, IEC alone... They don't do their work. They don't do what we call um, electoral awareness. So we did that on behalf of IEC that is blazing around. And people are now excited. Uh, as you, you are aware, Forum for Service Delivery is the first organization that stood up against IEC when IEC was trying to play with the country of saying we are postponing elections. We stood up and put our foot down to a level that... Uh, we went to uh, electoral, uh, Concord and opposed uh, the shenanigans of IEC. Of course, Makana was, was also part of the organization that got us on those papers. And we are happy that we, we have exposed IEC for what it is. We exposed ANC for what it is. Because these are the two organizations that wanted people to starve for the next six months. That wanted corruption to happen in the next six months. But we have put our foot down. These elections of the 1st of November are happening because of us, because of uh, S4 service delivery. So, yes, of course. Magana was also part of the, the respondents on the case. Thank mm, you. Mm. Thank you very much uh, for that, uh, Mbahar. And uh, we seem to be battling with that with your line. Uh, and uh, 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 so let's try and reestablish that connection. And uh, uh, yeah, it's with the line. Not the issue is not the dogs that are barking in the background. Uh, we can see you are you are in your ward. Uh, so, so so we get that, Chief. Um, uh, Mr. Kota, um, now, and uh, let's maybe, uh, I guess, hear some of uh, your own perspectives on uh, what you're offering the electorate of Makana. You are by no means a stranger uh, to local governance uh, in that part of the world. But of course, uh, I guess now we're uh, um, contesting these elections on the Makana Citizens Front platform. 
what is the Citizens Front going to offer uh, the people of Makana, in particular, uh, the people of uh, you know the areas of Chosa and many of the other uh, areas on the periphery of what used to be known as Gramstown? Oh, uh, thank you very much, Ayabonga. Uh, good evening to Metro FM listeners as well. Um, when the people of this city met at Soccer City uh, in June during the shutdown, where they were demanding the, that this uh, municipality be dissolved. They asked Mabuyane to come down and address them why he did, uh, why did he oppose uh, the dissolution, uh, uh, the judgment? Why did he appeal the judgment? Uh, because the court ruled that you've got officials and politicians uh, that are constitutional delinquents. Uh, meaning they have completely failed their constitutional obligation. As you know, that this municipality has collapsed. Mm. So during the discussions at the Soka City, uh, it emerged that we were hurting ourselves because kids were not able to go to school and grade 12 was writing their media exams. You had workers who were complaining uh, that there will be deductions, that work, the no work, no pay will apply. And some were fearing that you might even be, be dismissed. On the 16th of June, a decision was taken that we need to co- uh, to form a civic movement that will contest election. Mm. That could be the only way that will get uh, the rot uh, that is set in uh, outside this municipality. That's the only way that we'll be able to cleanse our municipality and take back our power. So, uh, so that's how Matana Citizens Front came into being. Uh, after the the shutdown ordered us to form the civic movement. We also insist that we are different uh, from other initiatives. We don't regard ourselves as a political party, uh, but we are a civic movement. Uh, you will have councillors that will not uh, be subject of caucus to MCF. Uh, they will derive their mandate from their constituency, from their communities. Uh, they will take their mandate from their constituencies uh, or communities, one. Uh, Number two, they will be subject to recall by their communities uh, that they are serving, if the community feels that they are not servicing us anymore. Uh, They've got a right to recall them. Number three, we are not sending them there to become fat cats. We are sending them there to, to serve the people. And one way to ensure that is also they have signed a pledge to say out of 28,000 rand will be taking home about 12,500 to 15,000 rand. The rest of the money, the community will decide what to do with it, whether it will go to the homes where there is no income, child-headed homes, or where the, the entire family is only depending on an old age grant of a grandmother or a grandfather. The community, it's a prerogative of the community. They will take that decision. Uh, so the, uh, our councillors have signed that oath. Just to make it a point that we are not a political party. Also, we are not electoralists, right? Mm. We are not, uh, to us, it is the, the, the means to an end. It is not an end to the means. We are... We have taken it as a tactical decision uh, to say we've got to go there. We are taking the struggles. Uh, we are not taking the discussions and the theory. We are taking our struggles into the council chambers. 
if the community feels that we've got to protest and go to that city hall because they are not heeding our call or our demand, the person who will lead the demonstration will be the councillor, will lead the demonstration and go into the city hall. One of the issues is that these council meetings must also be taken to, to communities. Communities have got to know what is the budget, uh, annual budget of this municipality, which is about 600 million rand. Mm. And they've got to understand how is it spent, not only through the IDP meetings, but fundamentally you've got to take these uh, council meetings into their communities and the discussion ought to be in a language that they understand. So what we are doing, though the Constitution has got its limits, uh, with my political background, uh, we are not happy with the Constitution, but what we are trying to do is to realize, because the Municipality Systems Act puts or prioritizes people or residents or citizens uh, to say that they are very key in the local government. Mm. But also, if you look at the objectives of local government, the Chapter 7 of the Constitution talks about community involvement. So we are trying to realize that, to say the community ought to be involved. Uh, we are also, as I'm saying, we are, ours is beyond, ours is beyond the 1st of October to say we need active citizens. Mm. We are building a community uh, whose citizens will not be passive, whose citizens will be active to realize what mm. is enshrined in the sure, Constitution sure. about the role of communities in the local okay. government. All right. But I understand. Pause there for me for a second because we're going to come back to a few other elements uh, in uh, your electoral promise. But uh, I want to come back uh, to uh, Mbahare Kekana and Ntate Kekana. Uh, you're suggesting uh, in your, uh, uh, um, you know, I guess uh, analysis of where you're most likely to uh, emerge that your first target is the Ratlou municipality and the second one is the Ramotsera Moilwa. Uh, why these two? And maybe just talk to us, I guess, about uh, what uh, you might be reading as disaffection of uh, many people in those communities and what has given rise to that. Okay, thank you. Uh, the reason why we are targeting uh, those two municipalities, you will then remember that Northwest, there's never been any, any party except this one uh, that has led the municipalities. So we want to break that and be the first uh, uh, opposition or alternative party to lead a municipality. So, Rato, it's a, it's a municipality that uh, you've got a lot, lot, large constituency there. Ramotere Muilwa is a municipality whereby I think um, 80% of the members there are forum for service delivery. We have worked the ground, and we, in terms of our research and our statistics, we have uh, placed a target on these two municipalities. Precisely because of we want to show people what kind of government people are ought to have received from 1994. Because of our people are subject to corruption, uh, no water, no service delivery, nothing. That's why as Forum for Service Delivery we are saying we are 80% service delivery. Mm. And we just allocated just a little bit of 20% to politics. Because people have been fed politics from uh, 1994 up until now. And those politics, they have never, uh, uh, you know, gave them any good uh, uh, outcome. So we want to have a political-free municipality. Uh, mm. uh, and we're going to use Rako and, and, and Ramotero Mila to pilot 
the sure. types of government that our people must get. Ndarekakana, why, why do you want to scrap the age limit of 18 to 35 years on all municipal jobs? I, I didn't know there was an age limit, but uh, if indeed there is one, why, why, do you, why would you want to scrap that if young people are the ones who, I we, guess, have a much higher we, incidence of underemployment? Remember our manifesto, it's a community manifesto. It's a community manifesto that was, com- uh, uh, you know, gathered together by the people. We went from house to house, street to street, and asked people, what is it that you want to see on the manifesto? This, this is a burning issue whereby in municipalities, Learnership are subject to age, so we regard that as a discrimination because of our, you know, you know our upbringing, our background are not the same. You know, your things can can come come together around, uh, you know, 45 years. So are you, should, should you be discriminated because of age? So we are saying, uh, you, we cannot place age on 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 learnership, but yet when it comes to voting, there's no age when it comes to voting. So a voter must also give any voter must give it must be given an opportunity especially those who are not who are unemployed we are facing a a, 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 a country whereby 70 percent of young people are not working mm. you know we are facing a country whereby our government they don't have a policy uh, on dropouts they don't have a policy on what must happen or, or uh, regarding people who are 36 years upwards that's why we are saying as forum for service delivery together with the community, let learnership start from 18 to 45 years, you know, because of success or the w- progress doesn't have age. You can't place age on, on sure. progress. Okay. You can't place age on success. All right. No, that's fine. So so let's pause here for a second and uh, take a quick spot break. But when we come back, Mdagakota, uh, I'll want to speak to you about, uh, I guess, some of the things that you are suggesting might lead to the financial viability of the Makana municipality, which has been faced uh, by all manner of challenges. And, uh, yeah, I also want to hear your thoughts, I guess, on writing off uh, of the municipal debt for indigent families, especially uh, for those that are uh, aged or households that uh, uh, are led by senior citizens. And uh, we'll touch on that on the other side of this break. 19 minutes it is uh, before 9 p.m. You're tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. And uh, I'm in conversation with the Forum for Service Delivery and uh, the Makana Citizens Front this evening. And um, Bahare Kekan is the president uh, of the uh, uh, Forum for Service Delivery and Ayanda Kota, uh, the leader of the MCF, uh, the Makana Citizens Front. And um, Daga Kota, I want us uh, to quickly just take a look at uh, the uh, manifesto of the MCF or I guess uh, its uh, commitments. Um, And uh, the one that I found quite interesting, I guess, is around this issue of indigent policies. Uh, And you're suggesting that you would write off uh, the uh, uh, municipal debt uh, of uh, indigent families. Um, And uh, I guess, you know, the the big question around that is um, whether or or not that would be a significant departure uh, from the uh, credit uh, control policies that already exist in Makana. So maybe uh, let us know uh, whether or not, I guess, this would uh, present a significant departure and uh, what maybe informs this particular position. Oh, well, uh, if you are looking at... The, there are two things that I must mention. Uh, if you are looking at our city, uh, you've got an unemploy, uh, unemployment rate of about 65%, mm. which is a narrow definition. Mm. Uh, it could be hovering just over 70%. Now, if you are saying people ought to pay while they're unemployed, uh, it affects your planning and resource allocation. Mm. 
because in terms of your social accountability, the fundamentals of social accountability, because you'll continue to plan for the money that you are not receiving. Mm. So if you've got that right in terms of the fundamentals of social accountability, uh, it puts your financials in disarray. And one of the key uh, major problems of this municipality is uh, is, uh, is, uh, is is planning on finances. That's number one. So you've got to be quite frank. You've got not to be naive about it and say, we are sitting on this problem. That's number one. Uh, but number two, also giving them Abamiyama uh, and amnesties to say, you are not able to pay. You are also deleting from this uh, notion of services that are commodified. Mm. Uh, despite that, I'm not receiving any services, but I've got to pay because we are living uh, in an era of service, essential services that are commodified. Mm. There is, we think... We think as Makana uh, citizens run, if we can have a, 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 a local government uh, that is quite committed and, and also implement the social, uh, the fundamentals of social accountability, your planning and resource allocation, your expenditure management, your performance management, your integrity and oversight, that's very key for the functioning of any municipality. Uh, so that's, that's, that's one. But number two, we have also been contemplating to say, what is the role of provincial government? No one understands what is the role of provincial government. The most important sphere of governance is the local government mm. because it is closer to the people. And a lot of money, and these local, uh, this municipal, uh, 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 this municipalities get about nine <laughs> percent of the total budget of the national uh, government. A lot of money goes into this provincial government. Whether we need water, whether we need houses, houses is the competence of the provincial government, but we'll go to local government. Despite that housing is falls under the competence of a, of a, of a provincial government. So we've got to rethink and do away with this provincial government. But three, fundamentally, which must be addressed, right? Uh, as you might have seen in the Auditor General's report and also in our municipality, uh, the Makana municipality mm. that we have been receiving. Uh, this is the second consecutive term where we receive a, 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 a disclaimer. But if you look at this report of the Auditor General in our municipalities, it tells you that every blood life of our government is corrupt. And this is a gravy train that is going at the fastest, fastest speed. Yeah? And citizens are casualties. It is this corruption that has eroded the capacity of the state to deliver. So we've got to deal with the question of corruption. I'll make an example about our municipality. The price of Bohu is about 150000 mm. between 120000 and 150000 But this municipality was charged a Bohu uh, at a price of 4 million rand. It's ridiculous. Not only that... <laughs> Gift of the givers did the work of these bohus, but they paid a company that did not do the work. Right? As a result, because of you have taken that decision, we don't have water. I don't know when last did we have water uh, where I stay in my community. Because people have decided to be corrupt. So you've got to deal with such issues. The issue of decommodifying the services is not a problem. There is money. Yes, there is no money. It's, it's a paradox. There's money. But if there's a commitment in government, uh, there is money 
that the indigent and the poor people uh you you are able to uh this com- uh, this essential service that commodify you are able to decommodify them that people are able to receive them uh, free uh, uh, free of charge they don't have to pay that yeah so okay. that's that's where we stand as far as saying poor people unemployed the black working class really they don't have to pay for services if they cannot afford Mm. People are struggling to put bread on the table and we are cutting their electricity. People are struggling to put bread on the table and we are, dis- uh, we are disconnecting uh, a taps, uh, uh, their water. Mm. Even if they pay you the money, uh, it goes into, their, into, into the black hole of corruption, into yeah, their pockets. Yeah. So those are some so, of the issues that we need to navigate uh, yeah. quite very carefully. Sure. And and, okay. and red flag these issues. Right. Ayanda, pa- pause there for me for a second, uh, because uh, I'm going to come back, I guess, to uh, some of these themes that you're raising. Uh, but I think the the experience of uh, the forum for service delivery is also quite instructive on this score, because uh, I'm interested in Dade or Kekana uh, from you to hear. I mean, just uh, the issues that Ayanda is raising in the case of Makana are also issues that are found in Mukwanebo Pirima uh, as it relates to uh, corruption. But a lot of this money is coming from national government. Uh, if I think about some of the municipal infrastructure grants, in particular the, the MIG, uh, you, you've been in 33, you know, or you have 33 representatives in councils across the Northwest. I would think some of them would sit on a municipal public accounts committee. How have they exercised oversight over how some of this money is spent? Because the people we are going to be electing on 1 November are not the people who are sitting in the administration of the municipality, but are effectively sitting in the oversight committees and other councils or sub-councils that uh, are really looking at making sure that the municipality delivers on what it's committed in this IDP and even in its service delivery plans. Okay, thank you. I thought Ayanda will share with me some time. I, I see he's taking the whole time. <laughs> but, but let me also have my time. He's no, go on, go on, black man. <laughs> Look, and we are spreading because of people loved our model. Mm. It's, it's, it's what 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 Ayala is talking about. We have we have it's something that we have as we have implemented in 2016. You know, and we are an organization that have have systems in place, especially when the councillors are are, are mm. not uh, you know unruly. They are unruly. Sorry, sure, sure. We 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 managed to uh, expel around 16 councillors in a poll. Rekekana, uh, wait, 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 wait. Rekekana. So, sorry, we've got a spot break that's nearing on us. So let's pause. I'll give you ample opportunity to also explain uh, under what conditions you've had to expel 16 councillors. I mean, that's a big number. Let's take this quick spot yeah. break and uh, we'll continue with you after this. It is indeed, and the seven minutes it is now before 9 p.m. And Bahara Kekana, president of Forum for Service Delivery, is my guest alongside Ayanda Kota, the leader of the Makana Citizens Front. Uh, Rekekana, you were saying you had expelled 16 councillors out of how many uh, in the 33 uh, councils where you had an opportunity or in the 33 seats uh, that you managed to get in councils in the northwest what, what we did we have put some like our councillors sign what we call councillors pledge mm-hmm. whereby they take an oath to say we will do one two three four like mm. for example mm-hmm. our councillors are not allowed to buy a two-door car you know because of okay. How will that two-door two door car, uh, you know, help the community? Our councillors are not allowed to move to town. They must stay there with community. When there's no water, they must suffer the same, you know, pain as the community, you know. And, you know, I, I can tell you, 
it's, it's not easy to manage councillors. I can tell you. You know, after three months, majority of the, of the councillors will they change. You see that you see the two colours. So that's why it's very important as Forum for Service Delivery that we we having a monthly workshop. We take our councillors for financial training. We we also make it compulsory inside Forum for Service Delivery for our councillors to go, to go to school. You know, those who don't have metric, they must enroll and have metric. Those who have, who have metric must further their studies. I, I can tell you now, seven of our councillors have graduated from 2016. They are not, they've left councillorship. They, they are now placed uh, within some governments and, you know, some, some are teachers and some are lawyers. So we have put a system so that we, we, you can't be a councillor for five years. You must wait for another term. That's why in KZN, mm-hmm. councillors are killing themselves. They're killing each other because of they don't have what you call mm-hmm. a succession plan sure, or an exit sure. plan. So we as Forum for Service Delivery, we have put those mechanisms in place. And councillors that we have, they, they are coming all right. And we are hoping that with a new term, a, a new breed of councillors, we will, we, will, we will perform well. Mm. Because of some of our councillors will be mayors, I can tell you now. We don't want to win councillorship. We want to win mayorship. Mm. And speakers want to take over everything. Because of uh, our community, you know, it's fed up. Sure, our community sure. wants something new. Okay. That's why you will see now the resurrection of, of, of independent candidates. I mm. mean, we've got more than 1,000 independent candidates. We have 320 uh, you know, political parties. Our community wants something new. And also, the IEC is also playing, um, uh, you know, IEC is contributing to, 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 you know, the, to, to everything, negatively so, in a sense that they are operating using some an obsolete and, uh, and outdated electoral system. IEC is a, is a lazy organization. It's an organization that cannot even think, you know. That's why councillors are reporting to their parties mm. rather than reporting to the community. Sure. Okay. Because of the system that we are having. Rekekana, mm. I'm going to give you 30 seconds now to just, I guess, uh, send your last message to the electorate. Uh, and then uh, I'll give, I guess, the last uh, a few minutes uh, or so to Ayanda Kota to do the same. Our message to the community is that you know Forum for Service Delivery is your, is, your, is, your, is your organization. Vote for us. We want to take over municipalities so that we can, we can deliver service to, services to the people. We can give leadership. We can give job opportunities. We can also give you a housing voucher. This thing of you as community, you have to wait for 10 years, 10 years to receive your house. Under Forum for Service Delivery government, you will receive a housing voucher so that you can go and uh, build a house of your dreams. We will ensure that we industrialize municipalities, we'll open teachers' colleges, we'll, we'll ensure that there, there's agriculture in where, where we operate as, as Forum for Service Delivery. So this is, this is your organization. It is a trust, trust and tested. We have removed mayors, and we have got very, very competent. And we don't to, tolerate any laziness. Mm. We don't tolerate any poverty. Mm. We don't tolerate any corruption. Okay. So vote for us on the 1st of November. All right. Uh, thank you very much uh, for that, Reke Kana. Mdaka uh, you have the last word, and I guess a minute and a half or so. Uh, I think uh, the political parties, uh, including the ANC, they failed uh, the black working class in this country. Uh, we continue to live uh, in, uh, in, in in towns or in cities where we don't have water. Uh, there is sewer. We don't have roads. Unemployment rate has reached alarming crises. Uh, one in four South Africans go to bed on a hungry stomach. So ours is not an, uh, we are not electoralists. 
We are looking beyond the 1st of November. We are trying to build a movement that can change the, the course of history. So we are saying to our people, Masiwa Kupe Lamapara, whether it's LTV United Front, including the Bay, or it's Bochabelo Unemployed Movement uh, in, in, in Free State, wherever we get a chance, where citizens and residents are standing up saying enough is enough, uh, let's give this movement, uh, this movement a chance. Uh, we need to get rid of these political parties, in particular the ANC. Uh, it has really, really failed our people. Uh, I always say, Sipetu Namapara, Oskotin, Abasbamba, Ingunz, Emin, Sichongil, Sipetu Zintiizwa, Ama 26, Alkenisa, Inombolo, Yawo, Ngimali, Zolundu. As we have seen, we State Capture Commission. Ukuba, uh, how billions of friends could be moved around in black plastic bag. We've got to stand up. We have no choice but to stand up and challenge the status quo and change the course of history. Gentlemen, thank you to the pair of you, and I wish you all of the best in the upcoming uh, elections. And I want to thank you for taking time out to speak to us this evening. Thank you, sir, and thank you to my fellow panelists, there, Mr. Ayanda. That there was uh, Ayanda Kota uh, from the Makana Citizens Front uh, and uh, Mbarek Kekana from the Forum for Service uh, Delivery. And uh, yeah, uh, what do you make of that as uh, we continue to uh, better inform you about uh, what's on offer? Uh, as we head to the polls on 1 November. We're going to have to leave it here, folks, uh, for this evening. Uh, the man with uh, the sounds and all of the music is standing by. He's your soulful accompaniment uh, from now right up until midnight. Big thank you, George Nochola, for putting together this great product. You have yourself a great evening. Take strength, my Africa. Lay <laughs> economy.